Can you imagine being in the 90s getting arrested in New York? Like, oh boy, I'm going to night court. <laughs> Seeing the show. And instead, they take you to Rikers Island and just like beat you with a pillowcase full of soap. Like, this is not what I expected at all. Where's Harry? <laughs> Howie! Oh, you'll meet a guy named Bull, but it's going to be a very different scenario. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, a show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Night Court. Night Court went 193 episodes with nine seasons on NBC. Today we're talking about episode one, which is called All You Need Is Love, originally airing January 4th, 1984. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, the boys, Ferg, Joe, and Gordo. Uh, Nick should be joining us later. What's going on, guys? Hello. Hey, yo. My wife won't do that. Mine, too. My wife. <laughs> My wife. Do you guys ever, like, have uh, voyeuristic sex and hope that a municipal painter will watch you and get your jollies off the whole time? All the time, man. No, I just hope it'll be a judge. <laughs> the judge was like, wow, that guy sucks. Eddie's out of shape. And his dick sucks. You're like, oh, man, I can hear you doing commentary. I don't want this. So, Night Court, um, the original Night Court, I guess we should, I mean, original. I mentioned the episode in the year and everything, but original Night Court we're doing, there's now the reboot version, which I haven't checked out. I've watched all of it, but I don't know if we can cover it, because it's not really a... It's weird. Does Are it, the same people in it? It's technically, Some. it's weird, it's like a continuation, but it's considered a new thing, it's not season 10, it's... Right. Season 1. So I guess yeah, we it's like It's like how Fuller House... Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's on that like thing. line, and it's all and it's our rules. <laughs> we kind of right. we, we kind of make we our do own whatever rules. we want. I will say though, it's good. It keeps the spirit of the original alive, and it has some of the original people, but it, it like it. makes it more modern without it being too overly modern and shitty. I have so many questions about this show, Joe, that I hope you can answer. Most of the original people are dead, so I mean, there's very few original people you can even bring back. It's mainly just John Larroquette. Yeah, including uh, what's his name, who just died, um, the bailiff. Yeah, Richard oh. Mall. He died a week yeah. ago today. R.I.P. Yeah, star of one of the greatest movies of all time, Sidekicks. He was um, and he did Two Face right in the the Batman animated series. Yeah, yes, he did. So we he lost did tons of work. We lost Batman and Two Face uh, within kind of close uh, quarters of one another. Who's Batman? Not on this show. He's just saying they both died recently. Oh, but which Batman died? The Batman from the animated series, the same one that he voiced Two Face on. Oh, okay. Also, I even even gone who... back and rewatched it in a while, Gordo. Batman the animated series is like it was too good for children. Like it's crazy watching that as an adult and being like, "This is one of the greatest cartoons." It's hmm. so they put so much time and effort and score and money into this. It's so good. Where did where is it streaming? I think HBO. Oh, I don't yeah. have HBO. Yeah, HBO Max has all the DC projects. Yeah, and Mark what? Hamill's the Joker. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's Hopefully right. I remember go. that. So uh, real quick, I want to remind everyone to go to S1E1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to where you can follow us on social media, X and Twitter. Oh, no, X, formerly Twitter, and Instagram, S1E1pod. Um, again, all the places where you can listen to us. You're listening to us now, but other options, I suppose, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we've been saying this before. If you leave us a review... Uh, mainly on Apple, but a five-star review and show it to us somewhere. 
We will follow you on any social media if you're choosing. It's kind of a thank you to just be more engaged. And, and we're going to pick a random that, person to do a giveaway for as well. Yeah, so. we're going to we're going to formally figure out a giveaway real soon. We uh in the, in the next couple of weeks we'll have something officially ready for you guys. We only have one thing we ask, it's that your uh review is not mercurial. The fuck does that mean? Fuck. Did you guys watch the episode? Did you watch the episode <laughs> no, we're doing tonight? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is going to be a this fun episode, be... Joe. No, no, I no. It was, the, it was the dude's word because he didn't have the... This okay. is going to be heavy <laughs> lifting, boy. Yeah, but I still didn't understand the context. He's just dumb, and he basically has one of those word of the day calendars, and he just well, he uses does... the words. It's a joke oh. that's been used on a ton of different shows. Yeah, he does it once a month. So, as far as Night Court goes... What's um like your fandom? Did you guys watch it back in the day? Do you watch it currently? Both Absolutely for me. I've seen every not. episode. I love this show. I watched it on its well, I think on repeats in its original run. I was gonna right? say it started in eighty four, so you would But it went to ninety two. But I remember watching it with my sister Amy a lot, and I also remembered it being a lot funnier. Not to tip my cap. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. There's a ch- I mean, there's a chance there was a one off at some point. This was the first time I've ever seen an episode of Night Court, to my wow. knowledge. Me too. Interesting. I think I just thought, like, as a, I mean, we were young, right? So it wasn't really, like, our era. And I don't think it had, like, a Nick at Night run or anything like that. So It definitely did, because I saw it, it. I watched them all the time as a kid. So it had to be I wasn't on Nick at Night. Playing somewhere. I was going to say, I was a big Nick at Night guy, and I don't think I've ever watched it. You know what it was? It must have been, like, you know, like. WLVI 56. It could have had like another syndicated or something. Yeah. It may have thing, it may have ran on TV Land. Like it's hard that you mix those shit up because honestly, TV Land was Nick at night all day. So I like, think they when had I started in the past, like on like, you know, whatever like upcoming guides and stuff or TV guide channel back then, I just think I assumed it was a court show. <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh, no interest. Yeah, really also, watch a lot this, of those. This wasn't uh aimed at us at all like as 92 children no but no, as far as yeah. like syndicated older shows we've watched plenty of shows from this era but that's said too around that same time we were watching seinfeld and we were watching shows like that that like weren't necessarily aimed at eight-year-old seven-year-old kids either you know a funny show is a funny show i will say this show does change a little this pilot is like there's one main character in this who's not in any other episode ever like, they do some retooling of the cast, and some of the most famous people from this show, one you see a little bit in this, and then she's in just the first season, but she's, like, a big well-known, which is, like, the female bailiff. But then there's, like, a whole bunch of people who come in who are, like, court employees who are, like, kind of the other big famous people of the show, and they're not in this. So the show does change a lot and becomes a lot more goofy. I did I... find that funny. Uh, one of the, yeah, I know he talked about the, the lawyer, the female lawyer. Sheila? Yeah. Yeah, Sheila. Sheila's Sheila, only yeah. in this episode. Oi, okay. Sheila. Which is weird because she's not bad either. No, she's fine. I didn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one. I'm a little sad Nick's not here right now, though, because one of the greatest things, uh, greatest characters ever on Cheers, Nick and I have talked about this a bunch, is uh, Harry the Hat, which is uh, Judge Harry Stone's character, who's like a recurring character on Cheers. He's like a magician thief. A low-key like, Tony Danza. In that he played Harry in Cheers, Harry in Night Court. Yeah. His real name's Harry, and he's really a magician. Oh, is he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like a, he was like a comedy magician. He used to do stand up and stuff. And I he passed like. in twenty eighteen, I think it was. Yeah, not that long ago, like right before COVID. And then I saw so the network. The show was supposed to premiere like the start of the season, in like the eighty three eighty four season, 
And NBC had concerns about Harry Anderson's lack of acting experience, which I find funny because they had already recorded episodes. It was like, right. this lack of experience didn't matter if he performed well in the show. I also think regardless. he's he's totally fine in this. He's yeah, and it, it didn't so it didn't premiere like right at the start of the season. But then they ended up canceling like everything that they like brought in for new shows that year, and then it became a mid season replacement. Like they wiped it clean. Like they're like, wow, we fucked up big time this year, and all the new shows went away. Those are the ones that are fun to do for this show too. Like these weird shows that existed for like you know seven episodes, and they were like, this is so bad, we're not even gonna finish. I love it, covering you know? shows like that. It's just tough to weave them in because. When you get too deep into it, I mean, for those of you listening, like, we want you to listen to every episode. But we yeah. understand that there are times where you don't recognize a show and maybe skip it. But I would I would say, often the shows that you know the least, we have the most fun with because those shows tend to suck. Yeah, they tend to be to talk just abysmal and we go kind of nuts on them. And also, yeah. if we can find them, you can find them. If they're not streaming somewhere and we can find them, you right. can find them. If you need some help, you can always send a yeah, DM. Like hit us you. up again, S twenty one pod on Instagram or X, and you know we'll 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 guide you as to where to find them, and th- those ones can be fun. There's know, another show like that too that was a mid season replacement that didn't last. It's the same uh, creator of this show, which I had never heard of before. Daycord. Daycord. I fucked but this show is called Park Place, and it's about a, a legal aid clinic where you'd have to take a number system, and it's just about, like, the zany lawyers and then the even zanier people who come in who need free legal advice. And I don't know, that sounds like it's probably, like, the worst but most fun show to cover. I mean, <laughs> Look how depressed Ferg is already at the notion of possibly covering <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do that one. It's like a year from now when I bring it up. Berg is like, I'm getting sick, um, boys. You you pick that show. I'm picking a show that's 45 minutes long. I'll be sick that week. Yeah, have fun. Have fun with your one man show. Uh, So another thing I wanted to bring up. Podcast. I was looking at. Did you see that they were offered like a good amount of money to return for 10 season, like the cast, but it wasn't going to be on NBC. It was going to be just like on syndication. So they they declined, which I I find kind of interesting that they were like, no, big network or nothing because the money was there. But what's a good amount of money? Like more than they were like, it was I from what I saw, it was more than what they were making after nine seasons. And you would think after a successful show going on for that long, like the main actors are probably all doing okay for themselves. So, yeah, usually when that happens, it's like we'll give you all like 50 grand an episode for a 22 episode season at that point it's real hard to walk away from that money and tv was so different than like we've talked about other like first run syndication shows and things like that the idea of it is still kind of weird to me that like it was just like here's a show if anyone wants to buy it use it but it worked so well but it worked in like big shows ran that way and were very visible and seen by like many households so it's not like them moving was going to be you know they had a fan base already they would have been okay and some huge, great shows, too, like Mama's Family. Uh, yeah. Mama's Family fucking rules. That's right. Do you I guys want to come over to a Mama's Family marathon one day? No. I do have no. every season of Mama's Family. We can watch them. I'll pass, because I am going to meet uh, Mama's Family this weekend. So That is I'm, that is true. Me and Ferg have an jealous. opportunity to meet Vicki Lawrence uh, tomorrow if we want to. <laughs> Zoom me in. Skype me into her. Are you guys going to tell her about our podcast? No, I don't think we voted well on that one <laughs> so what tell, tell her that you know she's obviously a fan of tv 
Well, you can tell her that one person loves that show. What does that mean? Just because she's a fan of TV she's a doesn't fan mean... of TV. She must love our podcast. Check on our podcast where we're going to shit all over your show. Because it Dude. didn't make sense that Betty White was your daughter. Who? <laughs> Who is not a fan of TV that listens to us? Again, Gordo, I don't, I don't understand. think you understand what you're saying. What the fuck are you talking about? Of course I do. Gordo, I'm not. I think we put out a decent program. And to all of you listening, I appreciate it. And we would love for you guys to spread the word. In no facet do I think that the rec- the prerequisite to enjoying our show is, do you like TV? You must yes. like our podcast. That doesn't work that way. Like, Everybody for example, likes TV. I love TV. I don't like Joe shows. So I'm like, by your prerequisite, I should like every show Joe says. Gordon no, thinks I'm not anyone who enjoys ha- watching television, period, mm. will like our show. And I, as much as I would love for that to be true, I just don't believe that. That's not the case. You guys know what I meant. I do. I still don't agree. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let's let's move forward. I, I do want to start talking about this show because uh, we got a bit to cover. So uh, in the first scene, we start off with Lana and she's walking into the, the judge's chambers, right, his office. There's a painter who's finishing up in there. I guess they're probably getting the, you know, the the area ready for when the new judge shows up. He's definitely finishing up in there. <laughs> well, he's looking out the window. You know, we come to find out that the reason this man's looking out the window is there's a couple across the way having fun time. Making and, whoopee. And um, <laughs> she asks him, would you like somebody watching you and your wife doing that? And he's like, my wife won't do that. <laughs> and she kicks him out. <laughs> There's a lot of weird sexual jokes in this episode. Not a bad, mean? like, opener joke, like, to set the tone, I guess. Because I guess, like, when you think of a court show, you think uh, it can be very serious in nature. It's so stuffy. to start off with something a little raunchy, I guess, is not a bad way to set the tone. Yeah, I agree. That made me laugh. What I like about this, too, is it, I don't think, like, I. it's hard to disassociate yourself when you've seen the show, but... I don't think, Gordo or Jay, you've seen this show. Did you think that that guy was a recurring character on the show ever? Yes. I thought that he'd pop in, maybe not every episode, but like every so often, like they'd have to call in like a maintenance project and he would come back. But even, so both of you, I would say he's not a recurring character, but I think what it does, it sets the mood that you're like, or sets the expectation where you're like, okay, we're in a municipal building and it's huge. Like they show you the building and it's very large, which means you're going to have these core cast of people but you're going to always have these weird random people who are going to be there. And it makes sense because there's people working, there's people working in the cafe, there's people doing maintenance. So you always do have these weird situations that can come out yeah. of it. And I think that like, is kind of a fun thing in the first scene to be like, this is a bustling building and it's full of people. Who do you think you're going to see next week? I mean, he when could have been like Joe Rogan on news radio. That's true too, but he's not in the pilot, is he? No, no. Joe Rogan. We, no. we cover news radio. Yeah. When this guy's walking out the painter, that's when, we meet Bull, who is the uh, court officer. Rest when in peace. We, we, we just mentioned, yeah, recently departed. Uh, very recently, actually, like within a week from when we yeah, were recording. Uh, kind of coincidentally lined up with the schedule. Uh, as they're exchanging pleasantries, he's asking the painter, like, hey, how are you? And he's like, God, I was so close. So it didn't look it, but was this guy pleasuring himself looking <laughs> out the window? That's what I was saying. He was clearly close to coming, right? Yeah, I was wondering that too because his hands were clear. His hands were in plain sight. Like he wasn't like. Maybe he doesn't need his hands. He's oh, like tantrums. <laughs> yeah. 
How does like that silk even work? boxers and he's just kind of rubbing his thigh and you really can't tell because he's got baggy that pants. That doesn't on. happen when you wear silk boxers. <laughs> I was just going to ask for have you ever done that by accident? I wish. <laughs> Can you imagine? Have you guys ever seen that video of like the dude that just orgasms? Like it's like a medical condition and he has like he just comes like a hundred and some odd times a day. And they, like, follow him on the news. And he's, like, walking. He's like, yeah, it's a really bad condition. See, I don't believe that because I feel like you You don't actually make that kind of noise and face every time. (laughs) You also also can't produce that amount of semen. So, no, it's. I, mean, I think Gordo just accidentally watched the video for Jizzed in My Pants and thought it was a documentary. <laughs> yeah, apparently some man named Andy has this problem. <laughs> um, I'm just saying it's funny. I'm sure it's funny. He has to be shooting blanks all day long because there's no way he's. His like shoot to uh, respawn rate <laughs> can't. It's just going to be way off at this point. Yeah, I think it's just a sensitivity of the pee pee. <laughs> It's got to be something you can do. Otherwise, he's eating peanuts and drinking Gatorade all day trying to keep that stamina going. But that's the thing, though, is that, like, that's part of that medical condition, and they go into it because it's like a real news piece on it. So they slow go into news it. day. <laughs> that's it had a to real be like slow a, news day. It had to be like a BBC piece or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was. I mean, the, there were all I'll those shows it. for a while that were BBC shows where it was like, you know, Stanley Smith is an adult baby. Wrong Here, we're going to watch him build his giant toddler chair or whatever and you're like this is not news or real tv but i'm also gonna watch it for like three yeah. hours straight is that the same is that the same show that was like this woman's in love with the roller coaster yes yes it yes. was <laughs> it's like she won't show us on camera but she says they did consummate the marriage you're like that lady just fuck a roller coaster <laughs> the fuck are we watching how do you or fuck the, a roller coaster or the cabbage patch like fan like group where like they're all like treat them like actual babies it's like oh i oh, remember so you strange so well, weird. in any event, um, <laughs> should we just pivot to we're just now a weird stories podcast? We cover no. weird TV stories. No. Well, so, by Gordo's logic, people like TV will follow the show. <laughs> so either way, we're not going to lose any fans. So Bull and Lana are talking. And in this, we find out that, you know, the new judge is going to be coming soon. Uh, they don't know what he looks like. And also the word is that, like, the ex-mayor just filled a bunch of vacancies, like, last year minute like as he was like stepping out of office so like everything's just kind of crazy with them like their whole i don't know government system right and that's when we got that i think it's mercurial from bull which yeah, uh the joke i missed yes yeah, so which means subject to sudden or unpredictable changes of mood or mind so all the words he's using by the way i did cross reference all are applicable which i guess aids to the writing because you have to know either know the definition of the word or how do you reverse engineer figure out a word that fits in that situation they just have a big thesaurus in front of them while they're writing the script this guy also the the creator and the writer he's written a lot of tv too he did a lot of good shows so he's like not a brand new writer he did like barney miller which is probably a show we should cover sometime too it's kind of a classic (sighs) forgotten sitcom it was forgotten for sure because i don't know what it is you don't know barney miller it was that, that falls into the thing, like, it was always on, and I would change the channel. It was it's, on constantly when we were kids. Yeah, that was like I'd, a 5 p.m. type of show. Is he the friend of Eddie Coyle? <laughs> Plenty of people reached out and made note of how great of a movie and how well-known that movie is, Gordo. So Ooh. you can Two it. people! No you can't say plenty of people. Plenty when it's three! People. It was three people, <laughs> and I thanked them all. I also got some DMs I can't show you guys, so but, but trust me. Was, <laughs> it's my was dick, it. Joe. <laughs> 
has nothing to do with anything about Eddie Coyle. I just can't show you the dick DMs I got. Here's my Eddie Coyle. You also get in this exchange where we're finding out that Bull's learning big words. Um, a fancy version of saying, does a bear shit in the woods? Uh, Gordo, did you appreciate that? I I did. <laughs> right, Gordo. Okay, cool. Pithy hey! comments adding to the podcast. Thank you, Gordo. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to throw to Gordo less. Uh, so, <laughs> Again, I'm still not 100% convinced Gordo actually watched the episode this week. I don't know. I did. I mean, you'll find out. Did you read like Cliff Notes about it? No, not if I did. Well, how are we going to find out? Are you going to send us a video from day of him holding a sign up with the time while it's on in the background? No, did I you did watch, watch it Monday show. while eating your lasagna and holding your newspaper of the day? You won't even prove weekly that you have your lasagna every Monday. I don't believe Why that you do can I prove have this. to document it every Monday for you? Because you would to prove <laughs> us wrong. No, yeah, if you I, really did that. For those of you new to us, Gordo pretends that he has lasagna every Monday. Um, I do. And has had it maybe two Mondays in the last four months that we've talked to him, and mainly because we bullied him into buying lasagna. <laughs> and got his wife to lie about it to us, too. Because we really did it. I showed you the pictures. Did it? Yeah, not, not do it. it. You said past tense, did, did. I believe that they did it once as a cute thing, and then Gordo passed it off like they always do it. I'll say mm. this. The first red flag was he claimed they do it every Monday. The very next Monday, he was skipping it. Yeah. <laughs> we were and until on we bullied him into going and getting more. You weren't on vacation yet, because you ran out and bought it at the store <laughs> to prove us wrong. Yeah, because you guys didn't believe me that we do it every Monday. Lasagna doesn't take a don't. vacation, <laughs> But anyways, there's a point where uh, Bull heads out as he's leaving someone's entering the room. This is Harry. And he's talking to Lana, and he's got a box in his hands. And she's like, oh, is that stuff for the judge? And he's like, uh, yeah. And like, okay, what is it? It's like, looks like junk to me. So like, okay, well, just stick it over in the corner. And he goes to introduce himself. He's like, oh, my name's Harry. And she's just like, so? He's <laughs> like. How? And like no, he comes in wearing just like a plain sweatshirt and jeans, so she just thinks he's another maintenance worker. Regardless of like what he is or ends up being or who he wouldn't be. The correct response what, is, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, like what like if I ever like for, under any circumstances introduce myself and the person replied with so, I would be <laughs> in like such a rage that like I don't think I could calm down for hours. <laughs> it's like you bitch. I, I wouldn't be in a rage, but I definitely would just be like, okay, well, fuck you then, and just have left, you know? That being said, like, it's, it's a, a little obvious that he was the judge, but I kind of wish they were all a little meaner to him. So when the, like, reveal came out that, oh, he is the judge, it was like, oh, no, other than just that one little, like, so. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of between her and him, like, less than everyone else. But, I, I mean, I thought it was, like, a, enough. You don't want it to be like so heavy that it's it gets awkward between them because it needs to be like a because even afterwards there's a lot of tension between the two so so i have a question about this show why are they night court like good question like that did not make sense it's a real thing so night court is a thing no, it's not. It is. Yes, it is. It has what? been for a very long time. New York is Gordo, a huge again, we have to, city. We have to go over this again, Gordo. I'm with Gordo. I'm not. I didn't know Night Court was a thing. Okay, either. we'll ex- we'll explain it. But again, Gordo, you do this all the time. When you don't know something exists, and we tell you and prove to you that something does, could you guys you, bully me? You can't just dispute <laughs> no by going, way. "No, it doesn't." 
Like, like it you just try to dispute facts with no evidence constantly. It, though. So do you with my? And, you just did it with my lasagna Monday. <laughs> I said with no facts. You have proven no facts for this. You've shown us one lasagna. To let you know, there is a night court in New York, and it really is like a nighttime court situation that, like, yeah. a lot of really weird type of trials will go through the night court. But would they run like a divorce like trial at night or whatever this well this was actually a shoot never mind it doesn't make sense i don't know all the parameters but it's usually wild cases from what i understand i haven't like delved too much into it but i do know that it is there is an actual one that exists in new york it might be the only one is think so one in new york i believe it's mostly arraignments though too because you're basically saying like do we send this person to jail tonight like there's so many crimes so many things happen in new york that if you just do it 9 to 5 every day, anybody who gets arrested past 5 p.m. is going to just be in a holding cell yeah, waiting holding to go to the full. judge in the morning. Yeah. yeah, it would be too much. And that's I what I would assume night court was, just all that. I, I would say the, the real version is probably wilder than even the show. See, they no. should make that into a reality show rather than a sitcom. That's true, actually. Well, not rather than. I mean, it could it just exist. I mean, that's, they can both still exist in this world. Yeah, if anybody's listening, though, I would love to watch Night Court, the reality show. That sounds great. <laughs> so, at this point, Sheila and Daniel walk in. And as mentioned before, Sheila is a one-off. She like Her role is replaced by a different actress uh, for the rest of the season. And I don't know if you, Joe, maybe would know better. When replaced post-pilot, is it still Sheila? Or is it just a different character altogether? Different character. Okay. But and that then, makes sense, If though. you think about it, it makes sense, because she would have been, like, a public defender, and it's like, you don't only get the same lawyer no matter what. It's, you get case-by-case basis, whoever they're assigned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the way it works in the show, for the most part, is there's always pretty much two public defenders, and they're assigned to with that district, and their shift is night court. Yeah. And then you'll have sometimes different people come in to be the other attorney, but it's almost always John Larroquette. And John Larroquette actually won an Emmy for Best Supporting Actor in a comedy series four years in a row for this show to the point where he asked that his name be taken out of consideration for future <laughs> years after winning four years in a row. Because no, he's a good sh- man. The new show, he's the only returning character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, the, do- the judge in the new show is... The judge is his daughter, right? Harry's yeah. daughter. Oh, it's Harry's daughter? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I Just the idea of... Hey, I keep winning this. This isn't fair. Like, cut cut my name out of this. Like that. I'm so wild. funny that it's just destroying everybody else's chances. And he is the best part of this show, as you, as you keep going. He is consistently funny, and his storylines are always amazing. In his character, Dan was also offered a spinoff series, and he turned that down as well. Like... Yeah, then he did the John Larroquette show, which is also really fun that I'm sure we'll cover someday. It's come up. So on I the guess show maybe a that's times. maybe that's why he turned down a good offer because he had something else on the burner. It wasn't just I'm, that like he was tired of the character or whatever. But yeah, but also playing the same character for ten years, if you get offered to do something else, maybe you take it, you know. And also, John Larroquette, be remiss if we didn't say the voice of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is like the coolest credit of all time. Which one? He's the narrator of the original. Oh. See how it starts off with, like, the whole narration and ends with, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. That's John Larroquette because he was friends with Toby Hooper. Oh, okay. So, now that the two walk in, they're talking with Lana, and it's basically all like, hey, any info on the new judge? They're all talking, and any info on him? Nobody seems to know much about it. And there's that, like, 
he says he like they're saying like what they expect of him, and that's when Dan's like, "Well, I hope he plays chess." It's like, oh, this new guy just got appointed to the bench, and your only hope is that he plays chess. And then he says, "I also hope his first name isn't Shecky." What the hell does that even? Uh, was there mean? a reference I missed there? All I could think of is he's making a reference to the comedian Shecky Green, which is the only Shecky I've ever heard of. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I I was like, this joke's over my head. I don't know if I'm like, maybe it was of the era would have been more like it, it would just more like, obvious. Oh, is Shecky a funny word? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, Shecky's a funny name, joke? right? But... I thought maybe Shecky was the name of the previous judge. I guess that sucked. could work too. Like, that's possible, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, that's possible. And while they're having this conversation, uh, Courier walks in and has a package for Judge Stone. This guy's and, outfit, uh, by the way, is the best. He looks like he's in like the Romantics or something. He's wearing jeans, a leather jacket, a white button-up shirt, and a skinny red tie. He's the person with the best wardrobe of this entire episode. He'd be the character you love in a horror movie that get upset when they die. Like, yeah, oh, for no, sure. come on. <laughs> like, oh, I love that guy. Not Shecky. So when he's maybe um, his name is Shecky. Yeah, maybe he's Shecky. And so he needs a signature for the package, but it has to be from the judge. The judge is the one who has to actually sign it. And they're like, oh, he's not here. And that's when the reveal happens. Like, oh, yes, he is. And she's like, uh, Lana being looks to Harry and goes, what? You don't mean. And he just like nods at her with like this kind of like grin. And like, um, again, I think it was very projected for us, the viewer. We knew that he was going to be the judge when he walked in. Yeah. We kind of left out, too, that he moved to the window and started watching the couple uh, banging, too. Didn't happen yet. That's why we didn't. <laughs> I thought, that's where, he, I thought <laughs> that's where he came from. Well, then my bad. Hey, he was watching them bang too. Oh, Boom. you know what? I'm. It, it happened right here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's laying too, because the window's almost like an alcove sort of thing, and he's like full out laying, just watching that couple. Love a good alcove. It's a sitcom staple. <laughs> jo- Joey Gladstone just to get out of my alcove. <laughs> you this know, was this was weird to me. This was the wait. You're not really the judge, right? And it's like, hey, listen. If I weren't the judge, could I do this? And then he has this, like, rifle that shoots out the kind of snakes that come out of the fake peanut brittle. <laughs> it's a shotgun, and they just keep coming to a point Whoa. where I can't tell Whoa. how, well, as, as has been previously He is a magician, guys. Him, yeah. But, like, there's so many, like, when you open a can of snakes like that, like, three pop out, because that's how many can fit inside of a, like, 12-ounce can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, you can't fit a lot of snakes in those. But they're all they're they are all scattered throughout the room, and he managed to cover all of them in every corner, like multiple like parts of snake. He like, also he trains it on John Larroquette too, and just shoots <laughs> John Larroquette in the face for like a good ten seconds. <laughs> well, like this is so you know the company that makes the Red Rider BB gun. Yes, this was the Peter North shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cum talk on this episode tonight. <laughs> S one one podcast brought to you by the Peter North shotgun. Um, this gag, I, it was weird. <laughs> it, I didn't under, like it was fine, but then it was like, would it, if I wasn't the judge, could I do this? Like it was just, it was very weird and random. You there could was too know. much. There was just too much. Like, hey, I'm wacky. I can't be a judge. Like throughout the entire episode, I'm just like, yeah. This, like, really, it, it set the tone for the show, but I thought not in a good way. Like, I was like, this is, like, over the top, like, not even funny, not even, like, can't be, like, so bad it's good. Like, this is just, like, 
crazy. This was no homeboys in outer space. No. It didn't bother me. Um, no, I literally only bothered, bothered logistically. Logistically, it does upset me very much. How are there that many snakes in that <laughs> shotgun? I just thought it didn't make much sense in the context. It was just kind of a weird example. Also, where can I get said shotgun? Yeah, also, can I buy one of those? That sounds amazing. And then after the shotgun thing, he, like, you know, sees off the courier. And there's that whole, like, hey, thanks. Sorry, I don't tip. Besides, how do I know you're not the type to spend it all on a Barry Manilow album? And I was like, that line I thought was, like, the... Maybe the dumbest line of the episode, if, if I'm sure. being completely honest. Yeah, but are you be mad at anybody taking a shot at Barry Manilow? I mean, come on. Also, who brags about not tipping? <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing to say. That's strikes two and three right there. And then after that is when everyone in the room starts, you know, properly introducing themselves to the judge now that they know that he is, in fact, their new, I guess, boss, right? The, it, mm. So Yeah, I don't know how the hierarchy works. Like, obviously, he's the one with the most power. He's the judge. So, like, clerks and lawyers and everything under you, it's clearly... But are you the boss boss? Yes. The mayor would be the boss, right? Yeah, the mayor's the boss, but Maybe they're the in charge of the guy, court. But, but, I, but I'm sure that he still has say over, like, them. Where he, It's his court, right? Like, so I'm sure that he's allowed to change personnel to his desire. Yes. I'm sure that changes, too, between state court and federal court. Yeah, of course. But, you know, because even then, it's still the judge's court, but I imagine it goes to, like, the most senior judge. And since it's night court and there's one judge on night court, it's technically his court. Like, he's the final boss. I think once court's in session, yes, but I don't know if no. that's necessarily the case no, all the time. No. Like, at lunchtime, I don't know. I think, I, I don't think there's, like, a seat, because there's, no, because there's, like, no CEO of a court or anything, like, it would be a judge. But I think that there's different functional areas and then they just defer to the senior judge. I, that would make the most sense. I don't know if anybody can tell here. None of us are lawyers or judges. So yeah. if anybody knows for also sure, that. let us know. We're all confused as fuck here. After that, we get into the like formal intro of the show. And it's just kind of like this really bass-heavy jazz music. I thought that... So the first few shots are like like exterior like city shots but i felt like it didn't fit a sitcom like it looked like it was an opening to an hbo documentary yeah it's a little gritty it looks like a scenes from the first ninja turtles movie yeah and like so i don't know i I felt like it just didn't fit but then after that you get into the standard like small clips of each character with their name like that was fine It it was all very standard i also really love the way the logo for night court looks. it does have a great logo Oh, I I just did a quick Google search about who's in charge of the court. The clerk of court of the court is the executive hired by the judges of the court to carry out the court's administrative functions. And the director is the administrative officer of the courts of the United States, except for the Supreme Court. What about a night court? It would be the the guy that I just mentioned. Shecky. But you said he the got hired by court. the judge, so the judge would hit be his boss. So like, correct. The, so the it's judge still would be the judge one, big dick in charge. You know, yeah. Harry, they, Harry T. Stone, big swinging dick, hanging dong, <laughs> laying. I mean, pipe. you don't know what they're wearing under the robe. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Hey, nothing at all. Hey, Stupid sexy shaky. <laughs> somebody was already laying pipe at the beginning of the show. Facts, uncredited. From there, we get into the courtroom for the first time, and it starts off with like bull standing under two lights that the two round lights like overhead for him 
and it almost looks like kind of like Mickey Mouse ears, like over Thank his you. head. That's, I said, I was like, this looks like Mickey Mouse. And then the joke they make is decidedly like kind of a, a fake boob joke. Yeah, I didn't think it, the crowd seemed to think it was very funny. Um, and I would have thought that the humor in it would have been just the visual gag of them over his head and like that kind of look like it was almost like a hat or Mickey ears. I would have I appreciated think the, the, a Mickey joke way more. Yeah, I thought the I boob will joke say didn't it's quite the, fit. It's the way that uh, Dan Fielding lands the line that is so dry and so funny that I think makes it work either way because he kind of sells that that's what he means and the crowd goes with it. Yeah, I guess to describe that character too, he's like a super straight man at all times. Like he has a very kind of monotone delivery to a lot of things. A very serious kind of stern way about him. And I guess while we're talking about it too, like how would you describe Bull's character? Bull's kind of interesting. Lurch. Gentle giant kind of character. Yeah. Lurch. He has like a very like, there's times where his, his speech and cadence is very militant sounding as well, but it doesn't come off the same way. And he has a catchphrase as the show goes on, like a fairly famous catchphrase where he always just goes, okay. So like, that's kind of his like way of speaking too. So now Harry walks in the judge and that's when Bull introduces him to kind of the standard thing where, you know, court officer announces the judge. So everyone stands up. Harold gets to his desk. He goes to sit down. Everyone goes to sit because that's kind of how court works. You can't sit until the judge is seated. Right before the butt hits the chair, stands right back up. So everyone has to kind of follow suit and jump back up with him. And he kind of gives them the gotcha and then sits down. I, I thought that was funny. I thought that was too. There's two moments in this episode where the crowd genuinely loses it with laughter. That is like, you know, you always pick out when someone's like, oh, they're really laughing here. Uh, this is the first one where the crowd like really responds to this. And it's it, it's funny. It makes sense. It makes me think they landed this on the first take because it would be hard to have that type of laughter after seeing it more than once, you know? And then like no sooner than uh, does he sit down, like instantly one of the guys who are in the crowd recognizes him. And it's like, Harry, is that you? Hacksaw? It's like, come on down. And he's just like, hey, it's like my buddy Hacksaw. And it's, you know, he's just like a guy who gets in trouble for illegal gambling. And he's like, ah, three card Monty again. He's like, guilty, your honor. And like, meanwhile, Lana's like, hey, it's not even his turn. Like, it's like, he still has the cards in his hand when he's guilty. And and Harry just kind of dismisses like, ah, whatever. He's like, he's pleading guilty, whatever. 50 card, uh, $50 fine, whatever it was. I don't know. Even though it was out of order, it's like he banged one out in seconds. So like, who cares? Like, we're we're getting this out of the way. He also, uh, he also brought it from a felony down to a misdemeanor as well. Yeah, you can tell he's a, he's a more lenient judge. I will say, though, Hacksaw is a very intimidating nickname. I don't know if that's one of those, Hey-o. like, we call him Tiny type of nicknames. Because, yeah. yeah, the two people named Hacksaw from the 80s you could think of were massive, massive men. Oh, him and Jim Duggan? Well, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, <laughs> and Hacksaw Butchreed. So Who was the second one? He was Hacksaw also Butchreed. a wrestler. He was, okay, wrestler. He was, he was in Doom, the tag team. Oh, okay. In WF, he was in. He had like bleached his hair in WF, and he was like the natural Butch Reed. He was a oh okay, decent like eight ladies wrestler. Go to he's okay. Don't, but don't he get that know. acknowledgement like you know who he means now. <laughs> oh, the natural Butch Reed. Okay, okay. Uh, Gordo did watch wrestling with us our entire lives. We used to rent those videos all the time. For I, I, hey, I so he could have. I'm not Gordo. I'm on your side. You may have known who that was. No, Butch Reed's real fringe. Um, well, you know what? I'll fully admit I have no fucking clue who the natural Butch Reed is. So. I was going to say you would more likely know him from the tag Doom. team Doom. You know him from Doom, though, right? Him and Ron Simmons. No. Really? Managed oh, by Doom Teddy was Long. So good. WCW. 
No, I wasn't a WCW guy until the NWO era. Well, in any event, RIP to Butch Reed. He passed like a year yeah. or two ago. But anyways, yeah, in this in this event, we're finding out again, as if it wasn't obvious, but Harry is very unconventional with how he runs his court, which I guess would come to be expected based on what we've seen from him before. Obviously, Lana's the counterbalance to that because they're used to a lot of structure. I think anyone who typically would want to work in a courtroom probably likes a very courtroom-like atmosphere, right? So someone coming in who's a little bit more loose and unconventional is not going to be welcome. I know they only had a certain amount of time because, you know, it's a sitcom, but I would have liked to have seen how things were before he showed up, like maybe yeah. the other judge's last case. Yeah. And it's straight-laced and conventional. Yeah. Or just meet him in a cameo. Like, maybe it starts with him packing up his things so yeah, we can see the contrast he's super serious or something, yeah. yeah. And see that, like, Lana really gets along with him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if this is, like, sitcom brain watching this and kind of always looking for the same things. But is there already that thought that these two will get together? Yeah, I... this is an immediate, like, will they, won't they? Yeah, I got that, too. And they didn't hint towards it. They really didn't. There wasn't like any of these weird like, oh, we got caught in a hug or something like they didn't do anything like that. But I just think it's, again, we're so conditioned to just assume that the male lead and the female lead are eventually going to date that it was it, it, immediately where my brain went. Yeah. And this is a pretty sitcom-y brain. sitcom. You know what I mean? So you expect them to go for some of the tropes for sure. I mean, it's a trope for a reason. Right. Well, also, the ending to kind of lended to that. And we're, we haven't touched on it yet, but uh, for obvious reasons, we haven't touched on the end of the show. But that's why I think that because we, we know the end. That's that's true, too. I guess if you know the it. yeah, that last scene, if you haven't seen it, and you're watching this fresh. I will say this, yeah. though, because you've never seen it before. Did you feel that until the end or did you not? Correct. I felt like they were going to be adversarial. OK. Throughout the, the series of the show. Okay, so I believe, cause, yeah, because I, I, like, you know, my brain is tainted of knowing the show, yeah. so it's interesting to hear that perspective. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they lead, they, they give you no reason to think the will they, won't they, because, like I said, like Jay, I think, pointed out, like, I have the sitcom brain, so obviously they're going to do the will they, won't they, but at this point, in t like, I thought they were going to drag it out for a long time that they were going to be adversarial. It's kind of weird that um he's the judge, but he does the roles of every other character, and their job is just to react to him. Like he's the lawyer for both of them. He's the jury. He does the sentences. <laughs> it's like why are there even lawyers? Because he's doing he's overstepping a lot of power here. But they like, had a jury. Those people on the side yeah, were they the don't, jury. Where hacksaw he, was. He goes I right thought. into sentencing with his. Say, yeah, they never so say a word even, though, so it doesn't matter we, that they're we, there. The prostitute, or maybe they're not because the prostitute is there. Yeah, I think that's just overflow parking, pretty much. I think that's just other <laughs> other people there. Now, here's Wait, a question I was, I was thinking of, because we looked up what Night Court is, right? Do you think this no. is, like, your first job? Or is this, like, a demotion, like, you fucked up and now you're working Night Court? Because the schedule is pretty rough. You're doing court cases, but you're working five to one is the schedule for Night Court. I imagine it's probably a little bit of both. There's probably a bunch of rookies, and then there's the, the veterans that you demoted. And then there's probably, like, one veteran that doesn't mind it because they need somebody there. There's always someone who, like, at all jobs, likes the weird schedule. Like, yeah. some people get stuck on overnights, and some people want overnights. There are people who enjoy that type of life. 
but this is weird because it's not overnights. It's a little bit of your afternoon. It's dinner time yeah. basically till one in the morning. The one upside though is if you have to do it, do it in New York City where at one in the morning when you're done with work, it at least there's nothing, food yeah, and really drinks good. and stuff to do. Bars and stuff are open for three more hours. Can you imagine being in the 90s getting arrested in New York? Like, oh boy, I'm going to night court. <laughs> seeing the show. And instead they take you to Rikers Island and just like beat you <laughs> with a pillowcase full of soap. Like, this is not what I expected at all. <laughs> Where's Harry? <laughs> Howie! Oh, you'll meet a guy named Bull, but it's going to be a very different scenario. <laughs> so, uh, the next case that we get to, we, we hear this couple and they're fighting. And, and they you know, yelling back and forth at one another, I hate you, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> but just the, the guy says to his wife, your whole family's crazy. Their chromosomes aren't normal. They all look like slinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I thought they were going to go with a different type of joke. It was so yeah, well, when you said chromosome, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. They're yeah. going to say something that's not going to age well. Slinky. <laughs> like, oh. Did they pull out slinky. Maybe they're just really bad or really good at going down the stairs. It could really be either way. And then one of the better insults was shot out uh, during this exchange, too. Scuzzball. I love Scuzzball. I like Scuzzbucket better. Scuzzbucket. Scuzzbucket is good, too. I think we should bring back Scuzz. And... Can we make bring back Scuzz shirts? We are we're gonna be hey our merch yeah. store is gonna be opening soon, everybody. So, so we find out what's going on in this case, and this couple has been married for twenty seven years, and she caught him with a prostitute, fires a couple shots at him, both missed by a lot. So the DA um, files for just attempted murder. You know, it's a wild domestic dispute, and I and I guess I can understand like. I can't, I don't want to say it's realistic, but it's kind of realistic. Like you could, it's yeah. not, it's not. You believe it's a wacky this story? Case, but it's, 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 yeah. You could, you could see this in the news and not be shocked by it. No, what I was thinking watching this though too is like we live in a very different time now for a number of different reasons, right? Where, <laughs> like, so that's a time when people got married very young. So say they got married when they were twenty-one, that would track them at like forty-eight years old. That couple looks so much older than what 48-year-olds would look like now. Like, in the 80s, people just aged so differently. All the, like, oh, no yeah. you hormones see pictures and everything. We, we looked at it recently. It was, like, the, the cast of Cheers. And you're looking at it, and they're all, like, 33, 35. And you're like, how are these people all younger than us? Like, they all look <laughs> like they're 47. Yeah, I forgot to look up how old John Larroquette was in this episode. But I don't imagine he's that much older or not I would the say same age be, as we are now. You'd be surprised. I bet anything he's younger than we are now. John Larroquette was born in 1947. John Larroquette. So 40, the, the, 38. There's our age. It was 84. I can't believe we didn't bring up that he starred in Beethoven's Fifth. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> of the, all the Beethoven movies. Did you movies. guys bring up that he's just fucking amazing in everything? We oh, have, hi, uh, Nick. Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, look who we got the back show. here. Thanks for having me. And We're check talking back about in. Night Court. Yeah, Nick is here. And Nick, we were just discussing that John Larroquette looks a lot older than we would think of how we look at that time, but we're the exact same age as John Larroquette in this show. Yeah, we've discussed this before. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a lot about style. and But he looks just, great. Yeah, yeah. Nick, to, uh, I guess, uh, bring you up to speed. So is Night Court anything that you watched back in the day? So, yes. Um, but I was really young when I watched this show, and I... W- I didn't remember a lot of it um does harry's um what's what's the actual term like his assistant 
Hey, oh, Lana. I forget. I forget what clerk. Her role was. It's his clerk. At some point, I feel like I remember somebody else. Or maybe yeah. it's another lawyer. You're thinking of Marky. Marky Post was like the more famous I think that's the it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Lana do like two seasons and then get swapped? I was reading yeah. up a little bit about it. <clears throat> and my other question was, um, is Night Court a thing? Oh, we had that debate. Yeah. Me and Gordon. Okay, all right. Think it was, I wanted to talk about it that. It is. What was your... What did you come to with that? It's, so it's a Not real a thing, thing in New York that happens. And then j- just without you knowing what we talked about when you were gone, Gordo didn't know it existed. We said it did. How do you think he responded? No, it doesn't. Yes. <laughs> there exactly it is. It's a bingo. Uh, okay. Well, no, that's interesting. So, yeah, it's, it does exist. It's in New York, just like in the show. Um, and, yeah, we we're just kind of talking about that. We're on to the case now with the couple. When it's their turn to go up, we're kind of doing the roll call, making sure everybody's there. So we meet uh, the husband and the wife, and then uh, Carla, Carla, who goes by Carla B. She's the uh, alleged prostitute, and she's um, she's kind of is like, it alleged? I'm pretty sure she herself admits she kind that of she's admits it. Yeah. <laughs> she admits it, and then she pretty much later on says that she'll take Harry around the world if he wants it. She kind of reminds me of Jamie Lee Curtis in um, Trading Places. I'm sorry, coming to no Trading Places the first time. Trading Places. Yeah, I get red the red outfit, it's like the and same yeah. look, same like big hair and stuff. A Christmas movie, so come up on it again. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. I love that movie. So while he's getting adjusted into this case, instead of again being conventional about it, says, "Hey, you know what?" How about we do this? We're going to take a short recess and then recommends that the couple and both of their lawyers all hit up a diner together and have some coffee and try to work things out on their own. That was uh, that was kind of my problem with this aspect of the show is they do a lot of like, oh, he's, you know, uh, he's thinking outside the box as far as like this. I just feel like they could have done a better job of executing uh, a little bit. It's just well, a little a too cheesy where... and loosely written. I feel like. Well, he, it's so loose that it it uh, completely negates protocol. Like we're saying, like there's just points where you're overstepping to a point where yeah, you can't still, like, do that. Yeah, there's still yeah, like a checks and balances to how you have to operate a court, which he seems to override a lot. Yeah, like at this point, like we know she shot at him with a gun. Yeah. A serious, like probably a, a restraining order at the very least. You can't have them together somewhere other than court. And also, she didn't kill him, but she shot errantly into the nether. That could have killed like a neighbor kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't just shoot a gun randomly. <laughs> Bullets do end up going somewhere, and you're in a city, especially in New York. Yeah, right. Especially New York, like one of the most populated, dense cities in the entire world. Yeah, even shooting straight up in the air, it's like people don't realize bullets come down. <laughs> yes. yeah. Whoever thought that idea at first, like, we should shoot in the air. It's like a good way to celebrate. Like, I wish I could go back in time and, like, Is this smack like they're that just guy gonna, in like, the head. Yeah, they're, they're going to go, like, past gravity and just float away. They're going to space. Space is actually just full of just <laughs> thousands of years of ricocheting bullets yeah. just spinning around in orbit. <laughs> it's just... It's an astronaut. (laughs) That's how they killed Neil Armstrong. That's how they patched up that hole in the ozone layer. They just shoot fucking bullets up into it. Good news, ozone layer is fixed. Bad news, we'll all get lead poisoning. It's Uh, a bullet shield, yeah, protecting Earth. When the judge exits, this is when Lana, Sheila, and uh, Dan all get to talk a little bit. Lana wants to get this guy out of here. And 
they're basically both telling her it's near impossible to get rid of a sitting judge. Like the process of it and everything that has to happen, like it's just it's not even worth it. Because it's an appointed position, so it's yes. not like yeah, you can't just fire somebody. That kind of shows what we discussed earlier, though. Um, so it shows their experience, and she's new. When we were saying like, is are they all veterans or are they all rookies? On well, the they're overnight? like her job is more like administration, right? And they're lawyers, so they just know the process of things. And yeah, but they would have had to have seen it. Is she the clerk of the court? She's I believe so. Clerk. She introduced herself. So she she's the one in here. charge of the administrative functions. Yes, but she's still not over the judge himself. I don't Correct. Think. Yeah. And we get that joke there, too. So, like, the only real way to get rid of him is, like, we have to kill him. <laughs> yeah, that, was one of, that was my favorite line. The great John Larroquette line. Yeah. So from there, we cut to the judge who's in his office and Lana knocks and enters in. And she wants to speak with him and she's, she wants to discuss his behavior and there's that pick a card thing and she goes to pick one and all the cards are together. It's a little, a little hokey. Uh, I thought that one was again, kind of like with the snakes. It's, it's a little, just, it's too much. Like I get, he likes magic. He likes to have fun. He was, he was a magician comedian before this show, right? Like you think these are all part of his act? Probably, yeah. yeah. Do you think part of his act was though it was like my brother doesn't know how to say my name? Call me Howie. <laughs> like, that, that seemed so unnecessary, but I laughed so hard at it. <laughs> I did think that was funny. Howie it, it, the hat. It, it made me think of uh, Home Alone. Howie. <laughs> yeah, how yeah. Howie. Well, that's what, how I thought they were gonna uh, like pronounce it, and they didn't. It was very like, close. Oh, it was more like a like, Howie. Yeah. It's the sound of a night court coming down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, since you referenced it, I will say Joe did reference that you would remember him as Harry the Hat. Oh, my God. It's this and that. Like, that's what else does he, what it, I know him from? He's and Richie we've covered and it. Cheers, and we, we talked about it. And I, you know, I'll be the first to admit, I've seen a good amount of it, but I didn't watch, I didn't rewatch Cheers as an adult much, so... I don't have a lot of that stuff burned into my brain. Him as Harry the Hat, was he in a good share of episodes? Yeah, he kind of pops in like once a season. Okay. So not crazy amount, but enough. No. I don't remember though if he yeah, keeps cameos. Yeah, he just like pops in and does cameos, which is fun. It's like he's a it's like usually it's like him, uh Carla's husband, or Carla's new husband. Those are like the who's like the hockey player and the Bruins. They all love him because he's a Bruin. He those like was, the, they like interchangeably use those people as like the random Cummins, you know. He was only in six episodes of Cheers. I would have guessed more. Uh, Weird. Yeah, I was thought more, but I guess there was what ten seasons or eight seasons of Cheers. So it's almost one episode, one season. Eleven seasons of Cheers was it? Eleven seasons. Okay, yeah. well, where am I? Eighty-two yeah. to ninety-three. He was only in six episodes. He only. I mean, he didn't show up for a while though, right? I don't think he was. It's probably like the second or third season when he first pops in. Yeah, but I mean, his like the ones he's on are some of the best episodes. Yeah, he plays sleazy real well. He does. So while Harry and Lana are talking, he's kind of defending his unorthodox methods because she's like, you can't just send people to brunch after attempted murder. He's like, well, you know what? Give them a chance. Like, this might work. This might not work. But like, hey, it's worth a shot. And as he's saying this, Dan and Sheila enter. And, like, both look disheveled. Like, Dan's sleeve of his suit is completely gone. His shirt's missing. Like, he got, he looks like he got stuck in a tornado. 
I love this because his suit coat is on, his vest is on, and still buttoned, and his tie is still on, but his button-up shirt completely Shirt's missing. Gone. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he walked in New York at night in the nineties. Like, like he walked got, through Times Square when Times Square is still kind of scary. Yeah, he looked like he got into a fight with a bear. He's very <laughs> upset. He said, "I loved my shirt. <laughs> I miss my donkey." And Ooh, cake. And Harry kind of has to come to terms with the fact like that this idea he had didn't work. And he really thought it would. Lana's kind of quick to be like, you know, like, I'm sorry, but like this very obviously was not going to work. Harry exits the office. We cut back to the courtroom. Bull is like holding like the husband and wife, like in each of his arms to keep them apart from one another. And again, it's like the, their insults to one another are very odd, right? Because it's like, you're a whale. You're a tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not exactly. Then, uh... I liked, um, she's like, you never used language like that to me before. He's like, well, you never tried to shoot me before. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I mean, I could think of far worse things that you'd call somebody than like a tarantula if you shot me. Yeah, uh, it's fair. So Harry enters the court again. He gets everyone to settle down. He was like, you know, I thought I, I sent you guys off to like settle this together. I thought you'd be able to work it out. And he's like, I try to work things out, but she wouldn't have none of it. And then the guy just from the from the court and the crowd's like, that's a damn lie. Louise has been trying. This dude wouldn't give her a chance. <laughs> See, this came out of left field. I'm like, who the hell yeah. are these people? I thought <laughs> that was yeah. funny. It was funny. I'm not shitting on the joke because it was funny. I just was confused. I, I don't know who they were supposed to be, and I wish they were at least introduced at the first part of the trial. It was yeah. just one of those, I don't know if he actually knows them. I don't know if he's yeah. just invested in what's going on. I don't know if he just was at the diner and followed them out now. Like it's It was really out of left field, but I kind of think that it being so random and unlike telegraphed, like... I think kind of made it funnier because you weren't expecting this, this guy yeah. to shoot out of nowhere and speak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this was so over the top too. Like I, it's just like the snakes thing for me. Like it was just over the top. No, I see. I didn't, I think the snakes thing is like, why was it not... over the top? Though? I mean, it's just somebody you're talking about the, the guy saying guy standing up for the guy, right? Correct. Well, he was standing up for the girl. For the girl, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, up, right. Some but, other guy stood up for him afterwards. I mean, you can do that, though. You can go and watch you court can't proceedings. You can't do that in court. The, but yeah, people can't speak, though. Well, yeah, obviously you can't do But Well, you could do it. You would get in trouble. I, but I you could do it. The idea of something like this night court, right? Like, you're going to get a lot of wild characters and a lot of unorthodox yeah. type of behavior from people. So the idea hey. of this guy running and shouting something out to me does not flag as this would never happen. Something like the snakes in the gun. That's something where I go, this would probably not happen. Maybe, maybe it was like, it was, it's supposed to be in the courtroom, but things have devolved. So they're almost more like a talk show, like a Jerry Springer or something where like the, now the fans are shouting just because things have gone so off the rails. It's getting weird. Yeah. But I mean, uh, Bull is kind of the Steve Wilkos of the crew. <laughs> but Harry only Harry does cut in though and says like, "Hey, like no more shouting from the gallery." 
And then he goes, yes, uh, the man in the back in the bathroom. And then that guy gets up and goes, are uh, oohs and ahs okay? And I thought that was <laughs> really funny, died. too. I, that I was really, really good. That guy was doing such a weird voice, too. He was doing, like, a David Johansson voice or something. Like, it was very, very strange. He's, like, a character who'd be married to Rosie O'Donnell in, like, an early 90s movie. Who's like, she's always married to, like, the weird Sleazoid guy. Hey, and she was married to Rick Moranis and uh, the Flintstones. That's true. The good one, Viva Rock Vegas. That's, no, not that one. <laughs> With Stephen Baldwin from Biodome. This is when Harry decides... That he needs to whip out the coin of justice that he um he does the coin behind the ear trick to uh to get it. Again, I like how the coin was used, right? Like the way that it was used afterwards, because we we go to this coin a few times, I thought it was done well. I think a lot of these childlike magic tricks did get a little old at times. But I do you think do it's think a time that- thing, like wait. Like if we were in what year did this come out? Sorry, eighty four. If is this better in nineteen eighty four? You think? Because I agree yes. with you, but I'm wondering if it plays I, I better so. in nineteen eighty four. Know what I would be thinking though? If I was waiting to go to my trial next, I would be like, "What the fuck is gonna happen? This guy might go on a whim and be like, What did you do?'" Be like, "Oh, I robbed twenty dollars from a cash register.'" Be like, "You're going to jail for a million years." <laughs> Like he's the least like accurate to sentencing judge ever. What if he goes the wrong fucking way on you? Like yeah. Judge Judy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What if he says, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining and then sends you to jail breaking rocks for 200 years? I mean, I think you get the idea that like he doesn't want to be a judge. No, he does want to be a judge. He just oh, wants he doesn't to do want to be like a harsh judge. He doesn't he want to be serious all the time. He wants to and change I, the system. And I think he's someone that inherently has faith in people and thinks that, like, when you give them a chance that they will do okay. And the people are better than the system. And I appreciate that mentality. Yes. and but I the like the alternate he, cut, though, where this whole coin scene is the two-faced scenario. <laughs> he just yeah. shoots that woman right in the face. <laughs> well, the first time he that uses the coin is uh, because it's to basically, hey... Uh, you guys don't want me to have this job anymore. So, like, it was weird because I almost felt like there was, like, a missing piece to the puzzle because, the you know, the three kind of talked about how he shouldn't be there anymore, but he's not privy to, to any of that, and now he's acting like he's kind of aware that they don't want him in his That should have been addressed in his conversation before they went back to court, him and uh, yeah. the girl. That should have been in his chambers. Because didn't it kind of feel like he was reacting to a conversation? Some, something was about? missing, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a heads I stay judge, tails I resign. And then, doop, heads I'm still judge. Now he's going over like the stuff with, you know, the couple again. He's like, oh, 27 years that you've been married, huh? Like, that must have been hell, right? It's like, well, you know, Phil's like, you know, there were some okay times early on. And then basically he, the judge is kind of saying like, you guys aren't fucking anymore, are you? <laughs> in so many words. Obviously not, because he went to go see a sex worker, right? Right. Do you think he was the guy in the uh, alleyway? What? What? The guy that was laying pipe in the alleyway. He was in a building across the alleyway. He wasn't just watching people having sex going at it in the alley. Oh, I thought he was watching people in an alley. No, no. he said the building no, across the alley. No, but I do think there could have been... Now that you say it, there could have been a fun tie-in that that could have been at least the girl, the prostitute, like, 
when she first walks in, like, because we know that Harry saw what was going on through the window could have been like a, do I know? Why do I think I know you from somewhere? Yeah. yeah or like, the painter, like that would have been I mean, funny, because yeah. this show is so fucking goofy. The painter is like painting something in the back and go, Oh, Hey, Oh, you Hey, know. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, it's me, the painter. I'm painting. Isn't this wacky? <laughs> No, he looks at the girl and goes, oh, or maybe he finishes pumping or something. Like, you know, like, you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing is the part that got Frank the most is that he would be doing manual labor in court hours. That's so fucking funny. Night court hours, too. I'm just saying. Speaking of, do they ever establish what the hours are? Like, what what is not, this? Not in this episode. But we looked it up. It's 5 to 1. 5 p.m. to 1 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is okay. a really weird schedule. As we're saying, it's not like third shift. It's not like overnight. It's just kind of like... That is weird, yeah. In, in the middle shift. It's just an incredibly inconvenient shift. <laughs> There's no benefit your, to that one. Your punishment is having to sit through night court. Right? Disagree. Um, so there's a second coin flip situation that happens here when we are talking to the uh the night worker where he he's again he's gonna do another coin flip and go, All right, the crime is solicitation, heads I just fine you, tails you go to jail. And up oh, heads again, it's your lucky day. And she's like, Could be yours too. <laughs> he's great like, line <laughs> and great delivery. It was really good. Um I thought she was very charming uh in her role. Now that we've had the second coin flip and they both were heads, good option, tails, bad option, head. I already I think saw by, it. With it I, yeah, I think we already knew where this was going. Uh, I almost felt like they didn't have to reveal it. Yeah, it'd be hard to not see this coming. The thing is, everybody in the court caught on too because they all like, hey, we want the heads and stuff like that. Right. I kind of wish they left it to the audience to catch on because it was pretty obvious. And it would have been like a wink, wink to the audience, but the fact that they all knew too, I, I didn't like that. Yeah, because when the when the uh, lawyer says the court requests heads, Your Honor, you're like that, like telegraphs maybe a little too yeah. much. There was also that point uh, right after that is uh, uh, Fielding was like he's trying to uh, protest something going on, and he asked him like, "Did you have a happy childhood?" He's like, "What?" He's like, "Was it happy? Like, did you laugh as a youngster?" <laughs> he's like, "I don't want to answer." It's like, uh, well, I don't want to find you for contempt. I didn't laugh a lot. <laughs> the idea of being able to use contempt as a, um, a like an actual threat is pretty interesting. Uh, but it is getting like wild, right? This well, the, not getting the court's been wild the whole time. And there's that point where Harry's like, "Does anyone see what I'm doing here?" It's like, anyone get what's going on? And <laughs> Bull's like, "I don't know what the hell's going on." <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's well, happening. Yeah. Me too, Bull. Me too. It's basically the idea like, you know, you talk to people, you get to know them, you figure them out, you kind of, you know, all this stuff kind of works itself out when you kind of understand the people behind the case. And I do understand that. And, you know, you know we've all, well, I can't say we've all, I certainly <laughs> have been in, you know, court situations in my past and, you know, I will say, like, there is a real roticness uh, to the the system at times. And 
it is a little nice to see like a judge who cares about like, Hey, let's learn about this person. And it doesn't have to be so cut and dry because it is very open shut sometimes. And not as, you know, don't like think about the person we were talking much. about last, was it last week? We were talking about judge Maz. Yeah. Yeah. Does um, judge Maz. Is he the one like, from Rhode Island? Yeah. Is he the Rhode Island one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking about him recently. I don't, I don't care if it was last like week. neighborhood court with judge Maz, <laughs> the fucking funniest <laughs> show of all time. You were driving your father to, to the hospital. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a sweet kid. God bless you. I will say though, to your point, Jay. I the other day I just randomly was watching the news and they like cut in because like some one of the Trump trials that's happening. Like somebody's taking a plea deal, and for some reason the news was just like, we'll just like watch them do the whole procedure. They're just a person with a notebook being like, and did you do this? Yes, I did. And this? Yes. And this, yes. Like, I started laughing because 10 minutes in, I was like, this is just the most boring, monotonous thing ever. Yeah. It is. Like, can, we get the, can we get the cliff notes at the end instead of just showing the whole thing, please? <laughs> yeah, like, why, why, why would you think this is, like, exhilarating TV? Although, that said, I've gone back and watched a lot of the O.J. Simpson trial. Because you can watch every single hour of it on YouTube. Because, remember, it was on court TV at the time. It was just on all day. Like, for eight hours a day. A lot of that is crazy interesting. So I don't know. Maybe it's the flair of the lawyer. You're so quirky, Joe, watching reruns of the OJ <laughs> trial. That's a historical thing. I'm not being quirky. Joe, nobody's going back and watching the OJ trial. You go so look at the videos the... on YouTube and look at the view counts and you tell me that. Nobody is doing that. It's Are not they that fake wise. views? Because if they're fake views on YouTube, Corey, you're not doing a good job as our YouTube engineer because we would be skyrocketing through the charts right now. In any event, uh, we get to the point where <laughs> there's... No response. Corey, would you like to flip a coin? I would like to flip a coin. Well, we're in another coin flip situation here in the court, and this is the big one now. So he's like, all right, time to bring the coin back out. Heads, Louise goes to jail for seven years. Uh, tails, we let her go, whatever it was. And that's when, like, Phil was like, seven years. Oh. And it's like... And, like, you know, it, it started to hit him, like, okay, so even if you did try to, he's just, like, he's thinking of 27 years of marriage here. And it's, like, this this woman that I've spent, you know, a giant chunk of my life with might be going to jail for seven years. There's two things that to point out here. First, he goes seven years, and he, like, realized that's a long time. And then he goes, oh, good luck, Louise. Like, then he completely flips over to being a shithead again. <laughs> Well, but also, like... seven years for attempted murder? Did anybody else think that, that seems like a light sentence? A hundred percent. It's it's like yes. he's like, oh well, at least they're back together. That's great. It's like no, she still fired a gun in New York. Like, yeah. It's circumstantial though, right? Because like we don't know the specifics yet, right? That she just fired into the air. And yes, you're right. She could have hit somebody else, obviously. But uh, well, all we know at this point was that the shots missed by a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I guess at this point, it does seem like a light sentence. I don't know what the running attempted murder years are though. I'm looking that up. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, attempted murder is a serious crime which carries a sentence of up to 25 years in prison. Okay. In the state of New York. So up to 25, seven doesn't seem outrageous. Seven. Yeah, well, it's it's half life. Yeah. I just like that the person who wrote that was like, I have to preface this by saying it's a serious crime. Like, we yeah. didn't have to add that part in. I think we all understand. Well, all those law blogs, like, that's just covering your ass. It's like, like hey, this is serious. Stuff, yeah. Please call me. But if when they say up to 25 of... years, it's very rare that you're charged at the full extent. So, like, 
25 being the max. That's why I'm saying to get to get seven doesn't sound like a you're getting yeah. super light. Like that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, that sounds like a reasonable plea deal that you would take. Also, you probably only the... do three and a half, right? Because you usually exactly. do like fifty percent and you're out. I think it should be more. Just because they didn't succeed, they still attempted murder. That's like well, Oh no, yeah. I mean I'm not saying how I personally feel about the situation, but knowing what's kind of par for the course, it seems like about right as far as what they went with in the show. I mean, half of the half would be like twelve and a half, so probably do a year. Good behavior. Well, in any event, uh that whole good luck Louise is basically him going, Well, I mean, it, it is your own fault. You tried to shoot me. Yeah. And that's when she's like, shoot, smoot. <laughs> like, I tried, uh, I fired straight up into the air. Do you think I'd actually try to hurt you? And then it's like, is that true, Louise? <laughs> it's like, what I, you know, you think I nursed you through three bouts of pneumonia like and a gallbladder operation? This lady's arguing with Jay's dad, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like Jay's doing Tony Danza's dad and then Mona. Like, he's made some weird crossover of who's the boss is this couple. Or, if you watch the episode, I'm doing the guy from the episode. Like, I'm not... It wasn't like he, he talked like fucking... Uh, Gilbert Godfrey, and I'm going completely opposite here. Like <laughs> I wish oh, like, like Gilbert that would have been great casting. <laughs> or Bobcat Goldthwait. Jay loves doing impressions, but refuses to do Bobcat. So take all the ones I give you for free. If we start an OnlyFans, will you do it? Nothing what? but Jay doing. How are you talking about? <laughs> you start an OnlyFans? Why did you go there? Did you mean Patreon? <laughs> no. Well, why not? Let's start an OnlyFans that Jay could just do Bobcat Goldthwait. Depression. I don't think you know what OnlyFans is for. <laughs> I do. You can do whatever the fuck you want on OnlyFans. You don't have to show your butthole. Jay would have to do impressions of Bobcat Goldthwait masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. Jay's closer to Bearcat. I'm Goldthwait. a jerking bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, this is the hardest it's ever been to not do an impersonation at this point. <laughs> Just do it. What are you waiting for? Do it. Jay, you said you would bust it out. Whoa. You're going to bust it out on OnlyFans, apparently. For the OnlyFans, yeah. That's behind the paywall. (laughs) So, to get back into this, I think the realization from Phil that his wife did shoot but never actually intended to kill him. Now, Now it's like, well, all the more so this idea that she could go to jail for seven years and didn't ever actually want to hurt him. And... I mean, he did cheat on her, so like yeah, it's not like he's he didn't you know, do anything not innocent, wrong here. Completely innocent in the situation either, but they do agree to forget about the whole thing. They eventually, you know, run up and you know they they give each other a big hug. And the he reveal just wipes there, away an attempted murder charge, <laughs> not even probation. I would have preferred just go home and be it, in love. I would have preferred if they had this nice warm moment and then he still sentenced her for shooting the, something like that. Like, right. well, and probation for a year or something. Like, give her something, yeah. Well, Ten Harry was still like, come on, let me flip the coin. And he's like, no, every time you flip it, it comes up heads. And, and that's when he tells you, of course it does. It's a double-headed coin. Like, I feel like there was a better reveal than him blatantly saying it. Even if he, like, flipped the coin over and was like, you flip it yourself. And he went, hey, both sides are heads. Like, I think that could have worked. I don't know. I think him just announcing that it's a double-headed coin wasn't the way to do it. He should have left this... it on the desk, and then, like, when the trial was over, someone picks up his coin. It's a double-headed coin. 
Yeah, so, like I just like think that. him announcing it was a little too like even though it was so projected and obvious, I I didn't think he had to say it. I think it goes to his monologue though that when he's like, "Hey, I want people to 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 learn about people and and stuff." Like I think it plays into that. This is also the scene too where this is the second time where the crowd completely loses it, making me think this had to be first take just like the other one because that wouldn't get a laugh on like like it's the double-sided coin take seven like that's not gonna get this like uproarious crowd response oh, you know man. you put on the applause light if you don't applause you're going to night court <laughs> that's what they said like like there's a real night court you know right And if you don't laugh <laughs> at this you're fucking going there so after this stuff gets sorted out there's a point where the uh the lawyers head back over towards the judge they're all talking and he's saying, like, hey, I'm going to head back to my chambers to do some judge stuff. Uh, if you guys could sort all this stuff out. Uh, like, any questions before I take off? And that's when it's like, the, yeah, I just want, like, how did you get appointed to this bench? And he says, oh, you know, funny story, actually. Like, you know, the mayor, it was his last day in office. And it was a Sunday. And my name's at the bottom of this long list of, like, a thousand candidates. And they start calling everybody, like, but they're starting at the top of the list. But because it's Sunday, no one's home. So he's going down the list one at a time and finally like it gets down to my name at the bottom and voila. And the reveal is, so you got appointed because I was home. (laughs) And uh, that's when um, he announces a 10 minute recess and everybody takes off. Everyone was just at church. (laughs) I do like the button he puts on that though, because he's like, but you got to remember I was still on the list. Like I was still well, that's, a, that's, that's later on. Yeah, that's later at the on. end. Oh, I thought that was right after this. No, no, no. no. Okay, all right. He takes off, and we cut to later that night, and he's alone in the courtroom, like sitting in his chair with headphones on, listening to some music. And Lana enters. He says, "Like, who is it? Mel Torm? Mel Torme. Torme. The uh, Velvet Fog." Uh, I honestly, you would know Mel Torme because of like his one huge song. I only really know him because he is brought up by harry all the time in this and there's a so, whole seinfeld episode where kramer meets him so i'm not about uh i don't know a ton about mel torme but he did write chestnuts roasting on an open fire oh he's the one who wrote oh, that okay yeah okay he admits that night court is the reason that a lot of people recognize him uh later on be- yeah it's but, like an um, actual weird character quirk he always brings yeah. up mel torme and he showed i guess so like when he was mentioned in the episode a lot of like his people let him know about it and it turned it eventually turns into him doing an appearance on the show. Yeah. That's a weird looking dude. And he does an appearance on, because he does his own, he is himself as well on the Seinfeld episode too. So now Lana and Harry are talking. He's thanks. He's like, you know, thanks for being patient with me. You know, I am new here. And that's when Nick, like you said, he tells her, you know, yeah, my name was at the bottom of the list, but every candidate that was on there was thoroughly screened and, Regardless of what anybody thinks, I was on the list. He goes to take off and Lana stops him and says, you know, what you did here tonight was beautiful. And he's like, oh yeah, in a bohemian sort of way. And she's like, no, I mean it. Like you saved that marriage of 27 years, you know, all that like love and those memories. He's like, well, sometimes I got lucky. I do feel like there was a scene cut out. Yes. And that's why I think again, um, because she says like, hey, about my job, can you give me one more chance? Right, because you don't hear her quit or say, I am quitting. That had to have been cut. I feel like there was a scene she, because, I think again, she reported him or something. 
There, there had to have been a scene because earlier when he starts talking about like heads I stay, judge, you know, be uh, tails I resign, that and this both seem to link to a scene that didn't happen. Yeah, hundred percent. So, but regardless, she asks for one more chance and says it would be an honor to call you Harry. He's so like, um, stupid. It should have been. It would be an honor to call you your honor. Exactly. I exactly. I can't believe that's it a, didn't that's come a, out of her mouth. Such a such a better line. Yeah, it would be an honor to call you your honor. Yeah, like why was that not? It would make sense thing? if it was a callback to to stuff, but the, but that was a probably a part of the missing scene. Harry's what? response was, "Well, I well that's fortunate because I have that name." <laughs> like. And that was the close of the episode. So I'm like, all right, weird, but yeah, was there a scene where like he wanted them to call her ha- wanted them to call him Harry and they wouldn't do it? Oh, maybe at the beginning when he first in the, walks in. In the beginning in. when he like introduces them, but I don't remember them like I don't oh, recall there being unless it was just remember when he first announced his name and she went, So? Maybe maybe it was reference to oh, that. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah. She's gonna call him so the whole time. But even then, the yeah, honorable judge like, so. She never like really refused to say his name after. Yeah. So I don't know. It yeah, was, there wasn't a long plot line thing where it was like Howie. I guess she didn't call him Harry or well, Howie. No, there, there's the point where she, he says, Call me Harry, and then she says she can't. Oh, Did she say she can't yeah. in that scene? She, yeah. yeah, Nick, I think you're right. Because that's when it, that's oh, when okay. he brought up the brother. Yeah. I mean Yeah, that's the Howie yeah. scene. That's what leads to the Howie. Damn it. Maybe I got distracted Howie. by the Howie. <laughs> yeah, I think I did too. But, yeah, uh, we got we got totally lost on the tangent on that one, but I do still think you guys are right. The call you your honor is a good a better line. Call me Rotter? No, your, your honor. honor. Your honor. Oh, 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 oh. I, I misheard that. Rotter, yeah, Rotter, Piper. Call me Rotter. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, there's so many cutout scenes. I would love if that was one of them. It'd be an honor to call you Rotter. <laughs> Rotter, Rotter, Piper, coming Axar soon. and Rotter. <laughs> yeah, Axar and Rotter. That was the close of the episode. I, 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 kind of a weird way to end it, but that's how it ended. So, uh, <laughs> I like a freeze frame ending, though. I do enjoy a freeze frame sitcom ending. Definitely yeah, more I mean, popular back then. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up is the thing about, like, appointing people on your last day. That's taken from a real story. I forget where it was. I was reading about it today where some city where, like, the guy, outgoing mayor was mad he didn't get reelected and really didn't like the guy who was coming in. So on his last day, he just hired a bunch of totally not qualified people to fill all the positions yeah, and then just say, screwed. Yeah. This was um, this was loosely based on fact. Does that really screw over? Can't the next guy just be like, "You're all out"? Yeah, I'm gonna reappoint my own people now. Well, they mentioned in this episode though that no. it's incredibly hard to remove a sitting judge. Oh, okay. So to so do it, you probably could do it, but it's gonna be a long process. That's probably not the first thing you want to do. You're so busy trying to like get acclimated to like yeah, running because, the city, I mean, you know. I know nothing about this, but it's just like my general understanding is that it's not really just like a a job filling. You know what I mean? Like it's like a an appointment almost, yeah. right? Where it's yeah. not just like oh, you just got you can just fire them. You know, like because it's it, unless they do something egregious, like you know, worth firing over. It it is pretty hard to uh, you know vacate that seat again. But how did the the guy before do it? Because he probably retired. Okay, but. So what is Philip Banks? What type of judge is he? Because remember, there's the episode where 
he's running to become a judge and then will takes the video and then just makes it like max headroom it's like vote for philip banks phil phil philip banks so in some states, the greatest moments in some states judges bleh, judges are bleh. appointed and in other states judges are elected it sounds like a sheriff or something correct yeah but that, i mean i i don't know about new york's law but he, the judge he clearly says Vinny. that he's appointed uh, he, uh, Philip Banks in the third season was appointed. Uh, he becomes a judge. Before that, he was a senior partner at Firth, Wind, and Meyer. Where I, if I, I remember Will making an Earth, Wind, and Fire joke. Yeah, yep. that sounds right. But he was running for something because it was a vote for Philip Banks. But was he, maybe he wasn't voting, maybe he was running for like a political position. A higher, he was going for a higher court, maybe? He, judge or he maybe. could higher be court. going for the mayor. If he's like an adversary to Harry, he could he could have been running for the mayor to fire him. I don't know. I haven't seen. I I have forgotten everything about the future run of this show. Because oh, we're I talking about Fresh Prince, it. though. Like what what Uncle Phil was running for? We, okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, is there? Well, a give Phillip me that Banks? crossover. <laughs> I didn't realize who Philip Banks was. That's amazing. Although that would be a great crossover. Yeah, you're right. For in all like, in all fairness. If you just say Philip Banks, I can see him missing that because he's Uncle Phil. Throughout right, yeah. Show. No, but you guys so seem, uh, to, to to your credit, that was so seamless that I didn't even know that that wasn't a part of this show. That we just you started randomly just talking went... about a different 90s sitcom. <laughs> Correct, yeah. <laughs> did they cross was... paths? What year did Fresh Prince start? Was that 92 or was that 93? I wanted to say it was before that. FYI, he was running for Superior Court. Okay, so Superior Court's Justice separate than State Court. Judge. Okay. Fresh Prince of Bel Air started in 1990. Wow, it was earlier. Ooh. So you we could have a crossover. We covered two it. years. But yeah, in any event, I don't know if uh, you guys have much else you want to say about Night Court. Otherwise, we can get into nope. the green light or cancel. Nope. We did so, a lot of a lot, a lot of discussion here in this one. Did a lot of discussion. We did. Uh, so uh, I'm just saying gonna, facts at this point. <laughs> going to go in the order. I see you guys in Nick starting with you. Yeah, I know I wasn't here for <clears throat> a lot of the discussion. Excuse me. Um, my knee-jerk reaction was to greenlight this show, um, and then I realized that this pi- none of what's in this pilot really contributed to my greenlight. Um, there's not they I they did not do a good job. I don't think in this episode of uh, giving you incentive to come back for more. I wanted to keep watching, but for the wrong reasons. I remembered it and I wanted to keep seeing it. Uh, but if I'm truly ignoring what else I know about this show and how I feel about the actors and the characters and stuff like that, I don't think I can in good faith greenlight it. It just it was sloppy. It was there wasn't a lot of substance in this episode. It went really quick. I mean, look at this. I mean, we're uh, 90 minutes into recording. That's kind of unheard of for us, like a little over 90. Um, I don't know when you guys started, but uh, just like didn't really get a good feel for the characters um aside from harry i feel like they did an okay job with harry but um the rest of the cast not so much uh i don't know it just it fell off for me and it just didn't check enough boxes unfortunately i know it's a it's a great show it ends up being uh quite the juggernaut but uh this this pilot did not do it for me so i I unfortunately have to cancel fern yeah i'm in the same boat as nick i walked into this ready to pass it right away just based on how much I liked it in the past. And it's not a great pilot. 
and rewatching it really turned that around. And it's not the rest of the show, but this one pilot, it's just like, I thought the character of Harry in this pilot was not written well. He was trying too hard. All the circus stuff. I don't want lore and order, but I also don't want, like, <laughs> I want less comedy in my sitcom, which is weird to say. When it's uh, something like a, a court show. If I had never seen this show before, it's almost enough to make you kind of want to keep watching. Cause you're like, oh, I wonder what other wacky um, court cases we'll see. And like that is enough to draw you in. But there was just enough that I didn't like about this particular pilot that I have to give it the cancel. Joe. Yeah, so I came at it a little differently than you guys because I also love this show, but I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out well as a pilot because I remember there being such a different cast and everything. But one thing we actually forgot to mention was you see Selma for like two seconds in this. She pops in, right? She's a huge part of the show in this season, maybe the first two seasons. She's the bailiff with the very, she's like the chain smoking bailiff who sounds like this, who now thinking about it, I'm like, did they name Selma from The Simpsons after her? Like they may have. So an actor's real name was Selma, too. I'll have to look into that. But for what this show doesn't have in this pilot, for what it becomes, it was the first time that I noticed, I think we mentioned it in the beginning, like, oh, you get all these crazy characters and they're always going to change because this is such a big, bustling building that has different people in it every day. And I, I love the idea of, at the end of this, being like, next week I do want to see this because I want to see who the weird people working on it is, who are the weird people in the court. Like, there's, like, little scenes where, like, the guy is screaming and starts crying and the other juror just hands him a tissue, right? There's, like, a lot of people interaction. And I think a lot of the jokes landed. When I do notes, it's very rare to see this was almost all quotation marks because there are just so many funny lines in this. And there wasn't a lot of substance, but I laughed at all of it the whole time. Uh, I, I did really enjoy this. I'm going to greenlight it. Gordo. So, I I see where joe is coming from the idea that this could change this is almost always going to change that's what i got i felt like the lawyers were going to change throughout the the show the cast was you know the people coming into court were obviously going to change the jurors and whatnot that was not enough for me i did not like harry in any way shape or form he was the whole zaniness of the show was too zany for it to be court. Like, I think that the proper way to do a sitcom like this is to kind of play it straight. You know, like if everybody else is just playing it straight and Harry's kind of over the top but subdued a little bit, I think it works more but that's just my personal opinion that's just the type of humor that i like um but i didn't like harry and not for nothing i don't want to watch a show where the main character i don't like so uh it has pieces but not enough for me cancel yeah so for me um when i started the episode at first, the first few minutes, I was like, oh, here we go. It just wasn't my style. I don't know. It just didn't, it wasn't vibing with me. Shows like of this nature, court settings, kind of dry. 
um, don't work for me typically. But as I watched it, it was really, for me, kind of opposite Gordo. Harry Anderson's performance and his character alone is kind of what flipped it for me. So I thought he there was like a real charm about him that I really liked. Now, I think a lot of the gags were a little too much. But I thought like just overall, he came off super likable. And he was someone you rooted for. And you kind of like his kind of placement in the situation where he's bringing humanity to uh, an area that doesn't typically have it. I found myself enjoying it more as the episode went on. So for me, I'm going to give it a green light because I, I think there was enough there for me. And, and I came in as blind as anyone. I really knew basically nothing about the show going in other than it existed. Two Sheckies out of five. Ooh, no, all right. Never mind. One. So, <laughs> I, I, no. Um, so, uh, yeah, no. So that's going to be a, a two out of five. So sorry to Night Court, actually. So despite a near 200 episode run. And a successful nine uh, seasons, you're not getting the green light from us. Sorry about that. Uh, but thank you to all that listened. Uh, welcome to anyone who's new to us. Again, go to s1e1pod.com. I want to remind you guys again, leave us a five-star review. We will follow you on any social media of your choosing as a thank you. Uh, mainly Instagram and X, not so much Facebook. We don't like actively use Facebook, so we don't have friends on there. What it's happens like if it's page. only fans? stop uh so in, in any event um thanks again guys catch us again next week for another new episode until then thank you goodbye i think we got the best never-ending snake gun <laughs>